Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my thoughts about Iron Banner. There's been a lot of criticism, complaint, and feedback from the community about Iron Banner in its current state in Destiny in the season that we're presently in, Season of Dawn. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. And as always, if you're on YouTube, hitting the like button, share, uh, and hitting the little bell button is helpful. I really appreciate the people leaving comments as well. The last couple times I have done talks about PvP, people have generally been very positive and receptive to it. I know I'm not known as a PvP guy. I don't get down into the specifics of the meta or balance, but I have been trying to take up for the Crucible side of the game. And it was really cool to see people being generally very positive and receptive to my videos, as well as leaving like really nice comments. People were giving insight and critique and advice about how they should handle different things that I talked about. Like I just I made mention of handheld supernova, and I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of comments about handheld supernova. And it's just cool to see that people are still being really, really to a certain extent accepting and kind about Crucible. I know it's not been a great ride for you guys. We've been trying to get you guys, you know content and updates and improvements uh, and I've been trying to take up for the Crucible players. Hopefully next season we can see some good improvements with Trials on the way. So I wanted to basically throw my hat in the ring and say, here are some things they could do with Iron Banner. So first we're going to talk about Rise of Iron. Those of you that may not know, maybe you didn't play back then, maybe you don't remember, Rise of Iron was probably the time when Iron Banner was the most celebrated. They did a lot of good quality of life improvements back then, and I'm going to walk through some of those. Then I want to talk about how it is a free event, but... It is a free event, I get that, but they could afford to put a little bit more in there than it presently is. And then lastly, I want to talk about uh, Saladin, the vendor. Things they could consider doing to him with all of the other vendor and NPC updates we've been asking for. So, after Rise of Iron, people generally claim that was like the best Iron Banner, uh, you know, of the time. Of, of all of D1, Rise of Iron was one of the best. The people generally really, really liked it. And there was a handful of reasons. The main reason, if you ask most people, why during Rise of Iron was Iron Banner at its best, the main driver you're probably going to find is that the loot was very, very plentiful. It wasn't hard to grind for the loot. It was cool to see the guns dropping at the end of the match. I mean, that primarily was the reason that I played. I remember booting up and playing Iron Banner in the evenings for a couple of games while, like, my videos would render and stuff because I was doing a lot of YouTube back then. Like, actual filming of YouTube videos. (laughs) Not the lazy stuff I do now. (laughs) But back then, I would go into Iron Banner and play a couple games. And I knew there was a chance to get a clever dragon. There was a chance to get a gun at the end of basically every game and I really really liked that and I think a lot of folks would point to that now there are other reasons that currently Iron Banner gets some criticism outside of that but I also think that was definitely something that people enjoyed and you know if you didn't like some of the armor structure you know there was a thing with the armor that you know sometimes frustrated people having to wait for it to come back around I don't think we need to go back there but I do think Rise of Iron was a time that was very very celebrated with respect to how Iron Banner felt there was new stuff each time they could do something similar now a new gun each time and have it kind of be the thing that's dropping at the end of the game just the guns dropping I think would be a big win the other thing to consider is there the power advantage back then Um, I don't really remember they had it on then they turned it off and they turned it back on but when it was on People weren't sort of complaining about the power advantages in Iron Banner back then because we didn't have an artifact. I do think the artifact is playing a pretty big role right now with respect to, look, the the way that they've built 
Iron Banner is it's mimicking an old school way of doing thing of like the power benefits because the power benefits were on in Destiny 1. If I remember right, there was only one time it was off and people got really, really angry and now it's on. The problem with being on now is because of the artifact. You can kind of live in a lost sector and get really, really high and then be way higher than other people with respect to your power level who don't really feel like doing that. And that's something I think Bungie needs to consider turning off. So that's kind of my first piece of feedback about what could change. Not just having weapons drop at the end, not just having like a new weapon every Iron Banner for something exciting to chase, but also turn off the artifact inside of Iron Banner. Uh, Because if somebody's coming in and they haven't been playing all that often, Iron Banner is meant to be like a, hey, come back and play. You've not been playing for a while. The artifact is kind of compounding that problem with respect to, oh, you're 940? Yeah, well, this guy's 990, you know, and you're running to people that are close to a 1,000 power level, and you're down hovering in the 930s, 940s, because you haven't been playing as much. Um, I That just, I don't think is necessary. I think they can disable that. Now, I do want to say it's a free event, but we need to remember this is a free event, okay? This is an event where you don't have to pay to play it. And if I'm looking at Bungie and having them prioritize things, I do resonate with having them focusing on new stuff and new loot for paid content. Like, if you can only give us so much new stuff and so many new guns and loot every season, I definitely want the focus to be on the content that's paid for. And I think people sometimes forget that, like, Iron Banner just happens every month as a free event that anybody can play, so they don't want to put a bunch of eggs in that basket. However, one gun every Iron Banner I think would be completely fine. I mean, how many Iron Banners are there in a season? What, three? So what, three guns a season? That way it's exciting. It's, oh, I want to get this. What's the gun? What's the gun? I know it's a different format than what they're doing now, but again, if it's dropping... If it's dropping at the end of the games, that's pretty exciting and driving people to play. That helps matchmaking. You know, that helps all of those 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 games where you can't seem to find other people to play with because people are throwing their hat in the ring. I would probably consider playing if they went back to that format of very generous loot drops on a particular gun, and then you know you're seeing them drop at the end. Also, a new armor set every season. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know why they wouldn't do this. I know people are confused about the armor. Are they going to use the old armor sets as ornaments? You know, how are they going to do this? But a new armor set, I know, again, if they're going to be prioritizing something, they should be prioritizing the content that is paid for. To me, one armor set and three guns a season, I don't think is that much to ask. I know I, I've, I've, I've defended the Eververse before. I try to ride the line and think of both sides having a very, very good and fair microtransaction store, but also considering the players and the grind and, and wanting to look a certain way. I will say in this regard, they do put so much stuff in the Eververse. It doesn't seem like it would be that difficult to create some cosmetic cool things for armor for Iron Banner just so you have a new armor set every season. Again, I try and take up for both sides of the game, whether it's the side that maybe you don't like or the side that's maybe more meant for the player. And I do think in this regard, they could maybe afford to say, look, let's let's at least make a new armor set every season because they do put a significant amount of things in the Eververse uh, every season. Lastly, let's talk about Saladin. Uh, at, a, at a ground level, I think you know NPCs and vendors in the tower need an overhaul of quality. We've talked about this before. I have another video about how I believe all the vendors should start to look like obelisks, where you go to them every season, your rank is reset, there's a reason to rank up, there's benefits throughout the season for ranking up. You give them bounties, you give them what I have been calling weapon boons. You know, weapon boon is having the armor or the gun or whatever you're chasing drop in the activity instead of just completing a bounty and getting it. And Saladin could probably afford to fall right in line with a lot of these quality of life updates that we've been asking for, for the tower vendors. You know, he shows up, you could have him 
benefit from that overhaul and have a weekly goal have a weekly objective I know they do the quest and they deserve some credit here the Iron Banner quest people weren't liking it the, you know the rocket launcher part was pretty annoying so they removed that and that was a good I think that was a good thing that was very, very disruptive to playstyle and it was pretty disruptive to games as well because like everybody's clamoring to power and hoping to get those rocket kills and it really I think frustrated a lot of folks but if you give this sense of I'm leveling up the NPC, I'm leveling up the vendor, you could have that, you could have a seasonal rank so that you have a couple of times, you have what, three iron banners to work on your seasonal rank or a, a seasonal iron banner objective, a weekly rank, a weekly objective, and then tie that with everything we've already talked about. If the, if the weapon is dropping during iron banner, you might have a reason to grind really hard and heavy to increase those drop rates. Like maybe there's boons, maybe there's drop rate, you know, influencers that you can get by leveling up Saladin. Now you wouldn't make it absurd so that somebody that plays a little bit more casually can't take advantage of it because then, you know, Thursday or Friday, they're like, I just now got it. You'd want to make it something they could do maybe in just one or two play sessions, but it would give you that feeling of I'm invested in the event and I'm getting rewarded for it. Again, the two lanes that really motivate people is a sense of progress and a sense of reward. And Iron Banner could certainly afford to have that. I have a sense of progress. I'm leveling up my my weekly Iron Banner rank. That gives me a sense of reward. Increased drop rates. Now I have a reason to play more. Get the guns to drop. Get the roll that I want. And then have that one new gun every time to really be that prize thing that you're chasing. Armor boons could maybe also be combined here. I know people like to target particular pieces of armor, and if you get an armor piece that you like, and then you really want a pair of gauntlets or boots to complete the set, it can be very difficult to do that. The idea of using boons to drive people and allow them to target farm, I think is a far better idea than bounties. I would settle for bounties. Again, the goal would be to give people a way to pursue particular pieces and get the role that they want, as well as make each individual game feel rewarding like we did back in the Rise of Iron days, and consider that over overwhelmingly the, the, the feeling about the NPCs and the vendors is that they do need an update and you have an event tied to a pretty famous vendor and a pretty famous person in the game so to have him get some quality of life updates I think would be a pretty good look so those are some things I think that might make Iron Banner a little bit better of an event because it is a free thing every month kind of spruces up the tower it's something to pay attention to especially for the PvP crowd so that's what I think they could do to make that event go a little bit better if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube we're going to go right into Q&A and as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my thoughts on Iron Banner, ways to make it a better event for folks that play Crucible. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now. And if not, if you're on YouTube, hit and like, share, subscribe, and the little bell button is a free and easy way to support me. Thank you again to all the people that have been leaving uh, nice comments. Uh, on the YouTube comments. So, we're going to take the first question here from Lord of Time. When do you think they will announce Destiny for next gen? Well, that's a good question. There's a couple of options here. I don't know what their plan would be for next gen because you would hope that they give you better performance. I mean, there's a version right now of Destiny 2 that runs on a PC. It runs on a Windows machine just fine. I go click the little executable and it opens and it runs on, on a Windows machine. I, is it that simple? I mean, can you take that down and run it on a, on, a, on a Windows machine, Xbox Series X console? I don't know. And, and, and is, are they able to do the same thing on PS5? Because those machines are going to be able to give you much better performance. It's, this game won't run 30 FPS on those, on those games. Um, on those platforms, I mean. 
but I don't know if they're going to announce that. Let's say they are doing it. Are they going to announce it at E3? I don't know. Maybe. They may just want to go to E3 and talk about the September DLC because the consoles are launching holiday and they don't want to get ahead of themselves. So my prediction would probably be this. They're going to do the normal circuit. They'll go to E3. They'll do interviews. They'll do pressers. They'll talk about September season, whatever it's called. I believe it'll be a return to the Dreadnought. And then, once we get to there and beyond, then they'll do a stream to address the next generation consoles, as well as like a blog post. Okay, here's our goal for Destiny 2 on the next gen platforms. I don't imagine that they would suddenly say, you know, let's, 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 let's talk about that first. Next gen will divide the play population even worse? No, it won't. Not on Microsoft, it won't. On Microsoft, you'll be able to play... It won't, it won't see you any different. If you're playing Destiny 2 on a Series X, you should still be able to play with your friends that are playing on Xbox One. Um, and Siege, as, as it's being said in chat, Siege is going to offer cross-generation play. Likely, Destiny would be able to do the same thing because it's the same frame, it's the same as friends list and the same like sort of networking architecture, I would think. It's all running, it's all running peer-to-peer and your friends list isn't going to suddenly change. The operating system's not going to suddenly change. You're playing on different hardware. I don't see why they wouldn't be able to allow you to do that. Zero creativity. Should the artifact be disabled for Iron Banner and Trials if Trials has light level enabled? I think the easiest solution is to disable the artifact. And I know people are saying, oh, it's being overstated. It's not that big of a deal. I don't really care if you don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think there's a reason to give people a power advantage because they lived in a lost sector. Trials having power level advantage and Iron Banner having power level advantage, I don't think is a big enough value point. I think you get people to play and think of it as like end game and it's it's something to go do in PvP that's challenging and hard. And you do that with bounties, rewards, objectives, triumphs, whatever. I don't think you need to say, oh, hey, you grabbed a bunch of bounties and lived in a lost sector for a month, and now that Iron Banner is here, you have a power differential advantage. I I like the idea of the artifact. I like the idea of moving away from RNG leveling and moving more towards XP-based leveling because I think that's better for the common player. I think that's better for the majority of the player base. But what I don't like about the artifact is the, the power aspect hurting two things. Even if it's just player perception in the Crucible and Iron Banner and Trials, it's not worth having. Okay, it isn't worth having. If you if if you if you think you're dying to it, you you probably are sometimes. And and it's not a big value point anyway. I don't understand why people think they should be able to do more damage because they play more. It doesn't make any sense to me. I play a lot, and I should make the experience of somebody who doesn't play as much as me automatically worse because they're going to die extra fast or faster. If you have people that play infrequently and they want to dip their toe in the Iron Banner, you can't be like, well, welcome to the big leagues, man. It's it's This is Iron Banner. This is Endgame. And you got your, your power level really, really high from an artifact that you boosted with bounties. It's nonsensical. I think the artifact power is upsetting that 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 feeling of Iron Banner. I also think the artifact power is making it difficult for Bungie to make aspirational content, and I think the contest modifier could fix that. A contest modifier version of the raid or the dungeon or Nightfalls or whatever, give a reason to run it at that harder difficulty, and the contest modifier subsequently, and in a certain way, it ignores your artifact power. I do think the artifact power is good and has its place. I think it's out I think it's stepping out of bounds 
and in overstepping its its welcome by going in and changing power differentials in Crucible and making us much stronger than endgame aspirational content. Next question from Killjoy Mimic. Why do you think we haven't gotten any new Iron Banner armor or weapons in forever? Nothing has really changed. More than likely, limited bandwidth dictated that they just didn't have the time to invest in a whole new loot pass on Iron Banner. They probably said, this is going to be harder. We don't have the help of High Moon. We don't have the help of VV, Vicarious Visions. What can we do um, to meet these deadlines and deliver content? What What can we chop? And more than likely, Iron Banner was probably one of the first things that they chopped. Well, if we don't have to do any testing on new armor and new guns for Iron Banner, that'll free up that team to work on something else. Um, Maybe they're working on stuff for Trials. I don't know. So, they did it in D1. Iron Banner was very different during D1 with respect to how often they gave you new stuff. Wasn't it the same armor set for like an entire year and they rotated guns through? And they also had High Moon Studios helping back then, you know, shelter, uh, um, shoulder some of the load, and the live team was stepping in as well. There was a lot of different things back then that they don't have access to anymore. Um, I, in in a in a general in a general sense, I do think that Iron Banner being free is one of the reasons it sort of got deprioritized. It just wasn't prioritized the last two seasons because it's free. And someone might say, yeah, but the Dawning is free and it had a gun and this is free and that's free and blah, blah, blah. Um, or no, the Dawning didn't have a gun. I'm sorry. Festival of the Lost. No, the Dawning did have a gun. It had the SMG and then Festival of the Lost had a gun. Um, you know, yeah, they had one gun. Iron Banner would likely need to have three per season. So to me, that's what I said in my video. I think it's fair to say, can you give us one new armor look a season and then three guns and you rotate the guns out each Iron Banner so at least it's exciting, like what's the gun this time? Um, and then you're maybe you're slowly working on your armor. At, at, a, at a ground level, we're motivated by loot when something like that comes around. And to have virtually no loot incentive for Iron Banner I think is one of the leading causes to people kind of being like, what's the point? Other than, you know, chasing good stat rolls. You you can look at the stat rolls and clearly see that Iron Banner is a great source for stat rolls on armor, but I I don't know if I don't know if it's if it's landing as it should. I think a lot of the folks that are looking at the the landscape of Iron Banner aren't necessarily just pointing out that like, oh, the weapon meta, the this, the that, the the whatever. It's almost like a, a far reaching problem in Crucible in general. So, Iron Banner was supposed to have a new bow, but they delayed it. Even a new bow wouldn't have done much. If we're honest, one new bow wouldn't have been much. It wouldn't have been enough. Clay Tongs. Can you please explain why you want certain perks for different affinities? It's like I've been an absentee this season with understanding elemental affinities. Okay. I I was pretty hard on people in my two armor videos. I did an armor video about the update and then I did an armor video where I basically argued they have they have fixed the armor chase. They're giving you a reason every season to chase the new armor, but they're not undercutting the armor you're coming into the season with. Like it's actually a really smart system. And in those talks and in those Q&As, I was pretty hard on the people that were complaining about affinities. And my reasoning was basically this. If you give people way too much freedom, it creates problems. At one level, okay, 
when you look at armor as a source of very low level min maxing in destiny at that level if there's no hard decisions if there's no if i use this i have to lose this if i switch to this i have to take this off if there are no hard points in the decision because you can put on whatever you want it makes the decisions less meaningful you can go up one more level from that and you can also say the other problem with that at an incentive level is if you can always change all of the mods to whatever you want there's no real reason to grind for more than a couple pieces of armor and then you're sort of done well actually one piece of armor if affinity didn't make if affinity has no bearing on what you can do you get one pair of gauntlets that have a good stat roll and you're basically done because you can put whatever mod you want so there adds another layer of incentive of like i need i need a good void pair of gauntlets as well as arc and solar and now they've made it to where if you get a good stat roll on something and you're like oh i already have a good stat roll solar no worries you can change it for a very reasonable cost everybody got upset about the affinity change because they're only looking at what's in their inventory right now well if i have to change this level 10 pair of gauntlets it's going to be super expensive okay but hold the phone you're going to be slowly replacing that all those armor pieces anyway and as you're doing that they have softened that edge of getting a good stat roll with the wrong affinity they've softened that edge it's not going to be that big of a deal you get a level four level five pair of gauntlets it's not going to be that expensive to change the affinity over so there's multiple layers here why affinity could not just get removed back when we were first talking about the armor 2.0 system after shadow keep landed I was trying to tell people that you can't ask them to jettison this system. They did simulations, they ran simulations, they ran tests, and they saw there needed to be some level of limitation on the armor, because if not, there would have been all these other these other problems. As I just outlined, some of those problems where no importance of the decision, no pain in the decision, no give and take. The very nature of min-maxing is give and take. As I said in my one Q&A session, if you have 10 skill points you can spend at the beginning of an RPG and you have health, agility, and strength, you you can't get upset that, well, if I put it all in strength, I don't have any health or agility. Yeah, that's kind of the way that it goes. If I put it all in health and strength, I'm going to be really slow and have no agility. Yes, that's that's the most basic understanding and, and picture of min-maxing. It has to kind of feel that way. And then you, then you take, I think, a little bit more pride in the builds and anything else that they may have outlined. So back when we first started talking about this, that was something that I really tried to push against is we can't just get rid of the entire system. But Bungie heard your feedback and they said, okay, you are frustrated by this system. We're going to give you a way to sort of get around it. And... This is something that I was saying. As somebody who defended the system, I also said they should give us the ability to change the affinity one time, make it costly, so that when you finally get a good stat roll on your gauntlets and you're like, I don't need solar, I really need void, you have the ability to do that. And they have empowered you from Season of the Worthy on to have even more, even more, in a, in, at a certain degree, it's unprecedented control. It's unprecedented control of your loadout and your build we've never had this much freedom to just move things around and so affinities are not 
the devil it's it's totally overstated there was a subreddit that there was a reddit thread on the on the destiny subreddit they got a ton of upvotes because some guy is using a bunch of math tricks to trick people into thinking that changing your armor is absurdly expensive and he basically he's playing it he's playing a uh, he's playing a, a smoke and mirrors game he's making it seem like it's going to be unbelievably expensive to change your affinity and what he's doing is, is he's adding up every single thing that it took him to get his armor where it is now which is not what it's going to cost you in the future if you have a handful of pieces right now that are all the way level 10 and you happen to want to change their affinity yes it's going to be really expensive but if you took every single one of your armor pieces up to level 10 and you want to change the affinity because for whatever brain dead reason you decided to take a bunch of pieces up to level 10 even though you didn't like the affinity that's a dumb decision that's on you i've not done that once not once have I felt the pressure to be like, you know what? I'm going to masterwork this armor all the way up to level 10, even though I don't like the affinity. I've not done that. I, I, I don't know who these people are. You're wealthy and rich enough and invested in the game enough to have the resources to do it, but you're you're voluntarily leveling stuff up that you don't even like the affinity on, and therefore when they give you the, the ability to change the affinity, you're literally going to go and, and bankrupt yourself changing how many armor pieces? It's absurd. People are looking at this through the long, through the wrong end of the telescope. Through the wrong end of the telescope, they're giving you more freedom and control. And in a couple of months, I think people are finally going to see. Oh, uh, you know what? It makes sense why Bungie did it this way. It's actually not that bad. When I get a piece of the good stat lean, I change the affinity, and it's a great system. It's not. You're focusing on all the stuff you have now, and that's not the point. Most great drops are around four to five or less. It only costs shards to upgrade to level five. Yeah, it's not that expensive to get to four or five. 30, 30 armor pieces that he masterworked that he didn't like the affinity of. Exactly. That 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 Reddit thread was absurd. It was so absurdly dumb, and it gets a ton of upvotes because people just that's what people do. They like to upvote, you know, outrage. I do believe that maybe initial change overs affinity should be cheaper. It's not like we don't like it. But you'd rather have it another. You'd rather have it another one. Yeah, but again, Trevster, the mathematical logic checks out. I've 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 said this so many times to people. Right now, if you have gauntlets and they're solar, and you took them all the way to level ten, and they're solar, and you really wish they were void. Right now, if a pair of void gauntlets drops and they're great stat lean, it's going to cost you a ton of currency to take that void piece up to level ten. It's fair. It's exactly how it should be. You're essentially creating a new piece of armor if you suddenly take a, a, a solar piece and change it into void. It's no different than if they drop in the game and you have to invest the currency in them. Nobody's seeing past their nose on this. They're just like, this isn't fair. Bungie's ripping us off. This is ridiculous. And it's like, you're looking two inches in front of you. That, that, that is not true. Yeah, but you would still keep the old affinity armor. True. That's true, American. That is true. However... That's your choice as a player. If you like you know what you're doing, you listen, they're giving you a shortcut. You either wait for the armor to drop, which is an unknown thing, and now and then you would have two pieces, or if right now you prioritize it high enough, you're like, "Nope, I'm going to change the affinity." Like the idea that that's somehow bad or wrong that they gave you a shortcut if you'd like to take it as an option. And it, and it being mathematically sound and logical and to be like, well, but yeah, but, but if, I, if I waited for it to drop, I'd have two pieces. Okay, then wait for it to drop. <laughs> wait for it to drop. 
And then when it does, you'll understand why the shortcut might have been worth it because it might take a long time to get the stat lean you're looking for with the right affinity. I totally agree, but in the example you said, you'd have two Masterwork Solar and Void versus changing it where it would cost just as much as two fully Masterwork pieces uh, and but to not have two. Right. You are paying for the shortcut. You're not paying... It's, it's not the same result, sure. Oh, I have two pieces. You're paying for a shortcut. You're just paying for a shortcut. I just think the initial one should be cheaper because we didn't know changing affinity was an option. But Trevster, you can't take this change in a vacuum. They've also created the seasonal mod system, which will drive you forward to chase season of the worthy armor. So, like, this this change can't be taken in a vacuum. It's coming paired with a seasonal slot change that's going to have you, at some point in the season, getting a bunch of new armor. And that change paired with this change is perfect. It's like, you can change the affinity, and this is how much it costs. They had to make it costly on a level 10 piece, because if not, you could literally, all, all next season, never have a reason to really chase what you would near the end. But during the beginning of the season, you'd be like, no, I just use all my Dawn stuff. Yeah, and I can change Affinity. It's super easy. It's super cheap. The change is not about current and old armor. It's about future armor. I really think that's where people need to look. That's where people need to look. How are you going to experience this in the midway to the, to the end you know, time slot of season of the worthy. As soon as you get there, I think that's when the system will start to make sense to people. Right now, they're just you're they're looking in their their inventory and they're like, that's going to be ridiculously expensive. Well, hang on, why would you go through and change all that many pieces? Why would you have that many pieces leveled up if you don't like their affinity? Why would you do that? It wasn't that hard to get armor to begin with, you know. Enzian. Does Season of the Worthy begin immediately after this season ends? I think there's usually like a week interval. I don't know. They haven't said exactly how it's going to work. Total sellout. Do you think artifact power boost should be taken into account when determining a player's power level in Iron Banner? It's not satisfying to be killed by players not because of skill, but because they've gotten more XP. We've already addressed the artifacts this morning, and I think it should be disabled in Trials and Iron Banner. Lono, second time caller, says next up. How do you feel about Iron Banner being skill-based matchmaking? I feel like it's great mode to play with friends without being overly sweaty. In its current state, it's unbearable to play with friends who aren't that great in PvP. Yeah, this is another example of why skill-based matchmaking is one of the dumbest things that companies put into their game because you just break up friendships. It's why I stopped playing Fortnite. I can't play Fortnite casually because I play with people that are really good and they play more than me and then skill-based matchmaking throws us into matches where I have no business being in there and then it's like, well, I don't want to play with you. This sucks, you know? Oh, let me go play with my buddy, dude. Yeah, he, he loves Crucible. He's been begging me to come play with him. All right, I'm going to go play with him. And I get the crap kicked out of me all evening because of skill-based matchmaking. Wow, that's such a pro-community decision. Good job, man. Skill-based matchmaking. What a what a giant leap forward for PvP that hasn't been around since, I don't know, a decade ago, and it's been terrible at every interval it's ever been added. It's awful. It, it, it It's not helping people. It, I really, truly don't think it's helping people. I think it's a total ruse that people think, oh, but you're protecting me from the big, bad, boogeyman top 10%. No, absolutely not. No. It gives people the impression they're being protected while harming mid to above average players, I think, get the worst end of this. And then high-end players just get put on an island and they can basically only play with the same small batch of people and they can't play with their friends. It's, it's freaking awful. 
either build a true ranked and unranked system or don't don't shove skill-based matchmaking into your game because that's the best you can do it's a band-aid that causes an infection because it ruins the experience for anybody above average there's a huge huge chunk of players that skill-based matchmaking just absolutely ruins their experience and listen i am not an amazing crucible player by any stretch but i can throw down if i need to I can play pretty well. I've been playing shooters for a really long time. It's not that hard to be good at Destiny. Truth be told. It's hard to be top tier. I'm not Lumi and Lil Sonic, but but you can it's not that hard to be good at Destiny if you've been playing shooters since Wolfenstein 3D, okay? So I can go in and play pretty well. And my experience because of skill-based matchmaking is always horrendously bad. It, 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 traditionally in D1 and D2, I play two games. I'm like, oh, this isren't too bad. I'm having pretty good games. People in chat are like, Lono, why don't you play? You're, ac- you're actually putting up really good stats. You're in first and second place on the leaderboard. What, why don't you play more? And then all of a sudden, I start getting thrown into sweaty. Every gunfight's almost a trade. Every match is almost a tie. And I'm like, I'm done. Bye. See ya. That's not why I play video games. I'm out. Don't you want it to be competitive and sweaty and don't you like close games? Not every single game. No, I don't. That's not why I play. So, goodbye. I don't play your game. Did it to Fortnite and I don't play Destiny's Crucible for similar reasons. I'm not a real fan of Crucible in general. I'm kind of burned out on PvP. But I'm telling you, if it was way more casual and connection-based, I'd be in there on a regular basis. Because when they turned off skill-based matchmaking, I grabbed some homies from chat, we played 16 games, and I had a blast. I had a freaking blast. I'm not even the top 10% boogeyman player and I hate skill-based matchmaking. I stop playing games that have it and I'm a mid-lane, above-average player. I'm not a god. I'm not going to win a tournament and I stop playing your game when there's skill-based matchmaking in it. I did it in Fortnite and I, di- and I generally do it in Destiny. Yeah, it's just a game. Weak mentality. I know, I know. The ninja meme. Love you, ninja. <laughs> it's a funny meme. I love that that's becoming a meme, though. Frozen Void Gaming. Based on what we know of the new season, does it worry you that it might be too focused on PvP content? Regardless, I'm excited for it anyway. We don't know anything about the new season. We have a data mine that basically confirmed Trials of Osiris is returning, and that's all we've got. So I don't know if, if we can say... Any, any. I don't have any level of concern about it being too, uh, too PVP focused. I, I would imagine Mars and Escalation Protocol are the most likely things to sort of be paired with this, which I am totally okay with. I've been, I've been singing that, singing that song for a long time. So, are we good? Are we good for Spider today? Oh, Glimmer for Phase Glass. Oh, doesn't sound like it's good. What can I buy? Uh, what can I buy Glimmer with? We got Barry and Bow yet? American Rocks. Does resilience need a buff? There's only a select few instances where having six resilience would save you, like Empowered Rift, Body Snipe, but never ten. Resilience is a touchy one. Resilience is a touchy one, because anytime... I'll just go to Spider so you guys can see it. If... Okay, so in a true RPG, alright? In a true RPG really really high resilience usually comes at a cost so you build a tank and that guy is going to be slow okay 
and maybe not do tons of damage because you're going to give a lot of you're going to be like okay we need to give this guy lots of resilience so he's tanky and we need to give him lots of health and there's like that comes at a cost it like slows you down okay and that's a danger in a game like destiny number one they've not really built the combat for that like if, if you're going to turn if you're going to turn yourself into a a big slow poke meat shield that that's really going to i think have a big hindrance on your experience and you might not ever feel like well it's worth it i'm so glad i'm playing tanky that also creates problems in crucible because all of a sudden you're moving and grooving and time to kill is predictable and sensible and you come around a corner and there's a guy that you can't kill in the normal rhythm and then you end up dying uh it's phase glass for glimmer and then you can you can't buy you can buy data lattice with legendary shards so it's not a good week everything is glimmer and then data lattice is 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 legendary shards so there's no synergy at spider um oh you can buy legendary shards with berry and bow i wonder if that's worth doing though because it's 10 because i do have a lot of berry and bow it's probably worth saving the berry and bow whenever you can get glimmer i feel like i feel like it's probably best to save them i don't think it's worth using them on the shards all right any case back to the questions um yeah so th- that that's a danger with resilience is if you make um if you if you make it to where someone can really buff their resilience and they take longer to kill in crucible that disruption in the in the flow of crucible would be really freaking irritating and i don't think that's the game that they've built so sweatpants I know we've had some good back and forth about Iron Banner before, but do you still agree that making it feel like a middle ground between regular Crucible and Trials should be how it functions? I know we talked about Iron Banner exclusive mods and what and whatnot before as well. It is that the direction that we should would you would like Bungie uh, for it to be hap- uh, going in if it were to happen? Holy moly, bro! Uh, or what are your thoughts now that more time has passed? Oh, woo! <laughs> You need to you need to chop these down, homie. Um, your basic question is: Should Iron Banner continue to feel like a midway between regular Crucible and Trials? Uh, yes, it lasts longer than Trials. It lasts an entire week. It has its own armor set, its own guns. It's not quite as sweaty because it's not round based. It's not elimination. Um, you don't have to go flawless. There is no flawless elements to it. There is no you know. Oh, if I lose it, super painful. Listen. I don't know how anybody can look at Iron Banner in Destiny 1 and act like it was some like sweaty endgame environment. If you lost, you got tokens that stacked up that when you finally got a win, like paid you. It was almost like, we're sorry that you lost. Here's a token. You'll get you'll you'll get them next time, champ. And then you come back in after you get a couple of those and like it ends up paying out pretty well. So losing has its own elements of stay in there, it's okay. I don't it was it never felt like a sweaty it never felt like a sweaty endgame environment. Iron Banner was always a laggy mess in D1 in my experience. But again, at a ground level, there was no, you need to go flawless, you need to win in Iron Banner. It was woven with like this sort of casual feel of like, just play, if you lose, there's guns dropping at the scoreboard, so that's doesn't that doesn't make losing that bad, because, oh, we're going to get steamrolled? No worries, that's fine, I'll, 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 that's another chance at a gun, and I'll get that little token, I'll get that little medallion. And what, those stacked up to five? 
you're not gonna win you're not gonna lose six times in a row that's kind of unlikely so it's like they wove into this idea that like losing's not that bad in iron panner um and then in trials losing is everything like losing you're you know you're going back and having to reset your card and get boons and everything Yes, I'm better than you, says. Why does Bungie insist on making us use weapons we don't want to use uh, with us creating an artificial meta within the Crucible? Personally, I think there's way more creative ways to do an Iron Banner quest. I've not even done the quest. I mean, it's obvious they're open to rethinking it because they removed the rocket launcher. They removed the rocket launcher um, requirements. So, like, I don't know. I feel like... For an exotic, it makes sense to be like, use a hand cannon, because you're working on like an exotic hand cannon or something. But for the Crucible Iron Banner quests, making you use particular weapons seems kind of strange to me. Um, Endgame was the fact that power level advantage was active. That's true. I get that, Kelly. I just, I don't know. For me, anytime I look at Iron Banner, I just, I don't, and this is perspective, this is subjective, you might think of it differently. It just never really struck me as like this end game. oh my gosh, this is so sweaty and this is hard and this is like, this is the, this is the pinnacle of Crucible experience. It was like, no, there's, it's, it's an event and there's cool stuff and you can play and try and get the cool stuff. Like it, it was like, faction rally for the crucible it didn't you know what i'm saying it never felt people were like no man power level has to be on it's end game man it's end game and i'm like what are you talking about and again that's subjective to my experience and perspective but still it never it never seemed that way in d1 there were there were there were elements of iron banner in d1 that just again you get a you get a, a medallion for losing that that like helps you later on when you finally get your win to the question here about the quest requiring you to use particular weapons I, there's only so much they can do in crucible right what get grenade kills get super kills get particular weapon kills i i don't know i i really i don't know i really i really don't it to me it's like what else could they possibly do you know Kelly Green, yikes, Bungie's biggest shill. Are you insulting me or somebody in chat? In any case, what you're attempting to do is a short road that ends in a brick wall. I, I would I would choose your next words wisely. Realms. I personally don't understand the point of Iron Banner having light level affected your damage input and output because somebody has played longer. Yeah, we've already addressed this. We've already addressed this. I don't I don't think it's needed. They tried that, but people kept quitting from losing games. They tried the medallion thing, and people kept quitting from losing games? I don't understand. You get the medallion if you're going to lose, but quitting robs you of the medallion and the XP and the chance of a drop. That's why I felt like it was such a good system in D1. Stay in there. Why? If you lose, no big deal. It's a chance at a gun, and you get the medallion. If you leave... You're going to lose the medallion and you're going to lose the chance at a drop. I saw people at the bottom of the scoreboard on the losing team getting drops sometimes. Like, we would lose. They'd be on my team. We would lose. They'd be at the bottom of the board and they'd get a gun. Unless you're at five already. I mean, I could see that. How many people were losing that many games in a row that they were quitting? Right now, why stay in? I guess if you're working on the quest or whatever. Thanks, he's insulting me. He's a Bungie forum troll. Oh, really? A forum troll. 
I didn't know those things existed. Where'd their name go? Oh, there they are. You've been following me since 2018, so I guess I won't ban you as long as you behave yourself. That's the only reason you're still here. Uh, Chipmunk Eaters. Your thoughts on Paul Tassie's tweet earlier today? Paul Tassie's tweet earlier today? What was it about? I actually didn't see it. I mean, I can obviously go to his account right now and look. Um, He said, I need to ask my name is Bife this. Did Rasputin shoot the Traveler to prevent it from leaving? People are telling me no now. Are you talking about that one? Would you pledge loyalty to Osiris or Rasputin? Is that the one? Because to me, that would be the only one I think you'd really want to get my opinion on. I don't know. I would choose Rasputin. More people are choosing Rasputin on his, um, on the poll that he gave. He gave like an actual poll that you can click on. Dad put you on notice? Are you talking about the tweet? Which tweet are you talking about, Chipmunk Eaters? Deadpool suddenly being in Fortnite for literally no discernible reason other than to be in Fortnite is a very Deadpool thing to do. I don't know which one you're talking about. That's it? Oh. Yeah, I mean, I choose Rasputin. More people are choosing Rasputin. I think Rasputin's cooler than Osiris. I don't know. Nova Hands. Hey, Lono, was there a secret sauce in D1 Iron Banner that made it feel like a more meaningful experience, or are we just seeing it through rose-tinted glasses? No, I, listen, listen, I, you know me, um, I do not do the rose-colored glasses thing, but I just outlined one of the reasons why the structure of Iron Banner in D1 was so significantly better, because, the, again, losing was like uh I'll put up with it I, and also I I don't want to use myself as anecdotal evidence like it's strong anecdotal evidence but like I played Iron Banner in D1 I would throw myself in play a couple of games try to get a clever dragon losing games didn't matter that much because I knew like I'll eventually win one I'm not going to lose six games in a row that's really really unlikely so the, the medallion on the loss was a backstop and then steamrolls weren't that bad because I'm I'm going I'm it's it's a faster road to a potential drop so for me I, I don't know I played back then and those are the reasons why I played I happen to think that a lot of destiny players probably think that way about iron banner and and to, and to bring some of those elements back I think is part of the secret sauce listen truth be told Bungie really hasn't brought back some of the love that PvP had in D1 with respect to just getting drops on that endgame score and seeing people get drops. Listen, there was something about that. I I don't know. There was something cool. You would see people... Try to tell me that that didn't happen. You would see somebody get the clever dragon that you're looking for and man, that would tick you off. But it would also kind of keep you in there. I don't know. I don't... there was something there was something back then that just felt different when a match ended and they haven't recaptured that. A lot of the core experience in Destiny's PvP hasn't really changed from that weird that thing they did at the beginning of D2. It's just odd. It's you got the you got the scoreboard, you can see both teams efficiency and kill death assists and all that. Like 
they did a bunch of foundational UI experiential changes that they haven't ultimately changed. They changed how fast we are. They changed how fast we are. They they moved away from double primary. They brought back random rolls. They made our abilities stronger. All that's great. But from a loot grind perspective, from a from a from a perspective of feeling like progress, they haven't advanced Crucible in any sense. Shax isn't doing anything, and Iron Banner is 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 bounty and quest based as opposed to like being loot based in the games themselves JR says would Iron Banner be more important if stuff like uh, the armor and next season's bow would be included in future collections I really don't think a bow is enough I mean it would have been nice to get something but I really do think one new armor set in three guns a season is legitimate right it's legitimate you know, if 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 you're gonna look at th- how long a season lasts, one armor set for Iron Banner and three guns. I just I don't know. I don't think we're asking for very much. I think that would go a really really long way for people. If every season they're like, oh sweet, let's check out the seasonal set, the seasonal ar- uh, ornamental set. There's the Eververse set, and then there's the Iron Banner set, and then um, that's usually it they could do also they could do a crucible set they could do a vanguard set obviously these are it's starting to add up but still I've been looking for the past 20 minutes through all the posts on bungie.net I can't see in the file where they said that artifacts um, do not affect iron banner power it's based on gear score I remember you reading it on stream I am fairly certain it, 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 it works your, your artifact power is is in Iron Banner. It is. It's in there. Everybody in chat says it is. When you die, you see it. You see their power. Um, I, didn't people do testing about it? It's not according to your gear score. I don't remember reading that, by the way. Remy13. Do you think limiting the loot pool or a slow release of gear over time would benefit Iron Banner? This is, this is what I've been calling for. One new armor set and three guns. You do one gun each time. Super Stua, what would Bungie have to change or add to Iron Banner to make it worth your interest in playing, even though you're usually a PvP nope? What kind of game mode changes, new rewards, and more? I outlined essentially what would keep me in there casually. No skill-based matchmaking. Um, Guns dropping at the end of games. Maybe the medallion for a loss. And then you could maybe even consider doing something where the more you play, the drop rate of the guns go up or something because you're leveling up the NPC. Kind of like we leveled up the obelisks and we got like the benefit to time loss frames finishing faster. Similar idea. As long as you're playing a lot of Iron Banner, as the week goes on, your drop rate gets better. Oh, I can't play in the beginning of the week. Okay, I mean, maybe it could be a season-wide thing that you can work on it the first week and then it helps you out the second week. I don't know. Um, can't please everybody, but at the same time, that would probably get me in there in a little more of a casual way. I just, I will, I won't go into skill-based matchmade environments for very long. I can't freaking take it. I, I don't, I don't have the endurance in the mind for it. I just get irritated. It's like, oh, I had a couple of games and now I'm getting, I'm getting punished for it is always how it feels. Eric, would Iron Banner be better uh, if it rotated between Clash and Control instead of just being Control? Pretty subjective here. I don't really have an opinion. Half says, How different do you think the game would be if Bungie was able to put High Moon Studios in Vicarious Visions? Uh, oh, if they were able to get them from the split? Um, 
we would probably have a little bit more confidence in predictions about raid layers like raid layer size raids and things of that nature other than that I don't know I mean I I think they're doing I think Bungie's doing a pretty good job but it did seem like that's kind of one of the main benefits that came from VV and from High Moon Studios uh, so that you could you could uh have that like smaller raids on a more regular basis that seemed to be one of the more one of the main benefits they got from them ashen says in your opinion what is a good way to shake up the meta in a healthy way nerfs buffs a mix of both like they did with the hand cannon range nerf you feel you can actually help create more usability in weapons um i'd not thank some of these subs here fenderhead with eight months Smiggins McBuns with 11 months and two months from T-Lock. Guys, thanks for those resubs. This is where my opinion can't be super informed because I made very light mentions in my Q&A the other day about handheld supernova and the aim assist on spare rations. And people were very respectful, but I got a ton of different people disagreeing with me in my comments about, well, handheld supernova's not bad. It's actually... Uh, transversive steps or whatever it is and then people are like well no that's not the problem the problem is this the problem is that I I don't really have ideas on how to shake up the meta in a healthy way because ultimately this is going to happen no matter what you do people will flock to a gun type that they think is the easiest for them to use and then they're going to flock to the version of that gun type that they think does the job the best so people that really love hand cannons that's the gun type that they like the most and then of course they're going to flock to guns like traditionally uh, the last word thorn spare rations um, what was the other one uh, ace of spades was really popular luna's not forgotten like they're going to flock to those because they feel they can do a really good job. I know Ace of Spades was really popular on PC because Luna's are not forgotten. We're better on console for particular reasons, and the Ace was just more consistent uh, on PC in those early stages. Like when you looked at the when you looked at the the percentage split on it, Ace was more popular on PC, and then Luna's are not forgotten was more popular on console. And so, but the same idea is there though, right? You have people that are that are going toward a particular particular gun type, and then within the gun type, they're going toward a gun that they think does the job the best. Um, if you try to nerf that, if you try to nerf that, you're gonna all you're gonna end up doing, all you're gonna end up doing is creating this element of well, I'll just run to whatever the next best thing is. Okay, well you nerfed hand cannons, so then you'd probably just flood flood the uh, the game with. I think sidearms and then if you nerf sidearms you'd probably start to draw back to more passive play style with pulse rifles everybody be reusing pulse rifles well then you nerf pulse rifles what are people going to do they'll probably go to scouts and snipers and do lots of lane camping nobody's going to feel empowered to move forward you know the balance the balance of you being able to use a hand cannon and somebody else being able to use a pulse and somebody else being able to use this is really really difficult it's not easy and then there are certain weapon types that if you make them too strong, then everyone's going to use them because the skill requirement the skill requirement is lower on them. So there's a big danger with spam um, uh, like uh, 
high rate of fire weapons submachine guns and auto rifles ease of use becomes a pretty big problem because it's easier just to hold the button down on an auto rifle and, pay, and point it in the general direction of a player low levels of aim assist are, are helping especially if you're on the sticks and so it's like so auto rifles have always been in a weird spot in, in Destiny. They've never been particularly strong in Crucible because if you make them strong, everyone's going to use them because it's easier to do that. And then because of flinch, it's almost impossible to win that gunfight if they make auto rifles lethal. So auto rifles have never been that lethal. When they made an SMG lethal, look at what happened. It took over the Crucible because Recluse was not just because it was an SMG, right? Because it was an SMG, it also had this perk on it that made it like low level entry point of ease of use so everybody's running around using it and it's time to kill is almost instantaneous especially once the perk is procced Doctrine of Passing, yes. Doctrine of Passing is a good example of they made a best-in-class auto rifle and it became the weapon. Everybody was running Doctrine. It was absurd. Now, there's always an equal reaction for every action they take. They had the last word and the Doctrine. Everybody was running them. Everybody liked them. Right? And so they nerfed Doctrine and they nerfed the last word. And that's when shotguns started to take over because your mid lane shutdown left the game. And now what happens when you're close to somebody in the mid lane? They're not going to be able to kill me fast enough. I'll just rush them with a shotgun. So shotguns slowly creeped into the dominant way to get kills in the Crucible because you nerfed Doctrine and you nerfed the last word. Um, autos have never been lethal season one laughs at you well they've not been lethal for long right like auto rifles have never kept any any form of dominance in the crucible ever for an extended period of time not the way that like hawksaw was lethal for forever in d1 and hand cannons by and large hand cannons have always been top tier weapons in crucible in the right hands especially I agree with Sir Demetrius that when he said that the hand cannon is to destiny what the battle rifle was to halo I agree with him. I think the feel of a hand cannon and and the and the kill time of a hand cannon that is our battle rifle in Destiny. So I think hand cannons that's why they've just they've kind of always been ever present. I agree with Sir D when he said that. I thought it was a great summary. I thought it was a great sort of zoom out view of the overall game. So when someone asks me a question about oh what's a what's a healthy way to shake up the meta I, I don't know the problem is anytime you hammer two nails down now there's other nails that are higher than they used to be oh man doctrine and last word better bring those down all of a sudden you got this pesky nail poking up and it's a shotgun it's like this is suddenly a problem okay what they do they hammered down they hammered down shotguns then what cropped up sidearms Lono, sidearms aren't going to become a problem in the Crucible when they mess with special ammo to, to remove the dominance of shotguns. Come on, Lono, that had never happened. And the number one weapon that weekend in Trials was the Wormwood sidearm from Future War Cult. Okay, so then what they do? Well, we better take care of sidearms. And then everybody started using Icebreaker because that subverted the special ammo economy changes that they were trying to make. It's it just like... Feeling when I miss the actual talks, I don't want to ask questions that have already been covered. Just ask Paris because sometimes if I'm like, oh, I cover this in the video, I'll glide over the question. Other times I'll be like, oh, this is an opportunity to dig down and 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 and, and say more and expound on it more. Don't worry about that. Leave that up to me. So to me, 
whenever they look at the meta, it's a delicate balance. I think you got to make very, very subtle changes. And truth be told, right now, a lot of the guys that I've been listening to, True Vanguard said this, Lumi said it the other day, Grenader Jake has said this. The meta is actually not that bad. The meta doesn't seem like this, you absolutely have to run this. The meta is not narrow. The meta is actually quite broad right now. There's cheese in the meta, but there's some cheesy stuff in there. There's, you know, God Roller Rentals can be pretty cheesy. Lord of Wolves is kind of cheesy. Handheld Supernova can be kind of cheesy. That throwing knife that curves around the curvature of the earth to kill you from the hunter is kind of cheesy. But you don't have to run a particular build right now. You have to kind of just accept some of the cheese some of the cheese right now. You're going to get killed by an rental. You're going to get killed by that freaking throwing knife. You're going to get killed by handheld supernova, right? Anything that's one-shotting you, probably going to feel a little cheesy. The goal, I think, for Bungie is not to remove the cheese. They tried to remove one-hit kill meta. They tried to remove it. They put everything in the power slot, double primary, all our abilities were nerfed, and everybody hated it, okay? It isn't about getting rid of any... It's not about getting rid of the cheese and the stuff that can do one hit. It's not about doing that. What you have to focus on, I think, if you're Bungie, is the frequency of those things happening. How often in a game is somebody getting mapped by a rental? Is it often? Is it becoming a problem? I think one of the only reasons it doesn't get complained about that much is because it's not an easy gun to, like, farm for. Okay? But... What about handheld supernova? What about that throwing knife? What about Lord of Wolves? Like, w- w- these are things that they could look at and say, okay, the frequency is too high. Can we adjust frequency? Well, if we inadvertently mess with this exotic, it might it might take down handheld supernova's lethality and frequency and commonality. And so they could inadvertently, like they inadvertently nerfed Firebolts in D1 by messing with Viking Funeral. And then Viking Funeral came back in full force uh, around Wrath of the Machine because fusion grenades were stupid strong with Viking uh, turned on. I loved using that in the Axis fight. Oh, you can farm a rental in Menagerie? That's probably why it's getting complained about more. It probably started to show up. People realized it was ridiculous, and they probably started to farm it in Menagerie. I never considered that. That's probably why we're seeing a rise in complaint about it. Again, again, I don't think it's, oh, nerf a rental into the ground. A rental should work as a lethal, a, a lethal mid lane secondary, but cone spread and damage drop-off is probably the biggest problem with it. I don't think you need to mess up with backup plan. That is not facts. If you nerf backup plan and mess up with backup plan, you're invalidating an entire perk. And if you're going to push somebody and backup plan gets you gets you shredded by a fusion, that's no different than a shotgun's lethality and, and ease of use. The real issue with the rentals not backup plan, it's damage drop off on the cone spread. Like you got you got to spread the cone more and you got to lower the lower the you got to have better damage drop off. If you push somebody and they kill you with a fusion because of backup plan, it's almost no different than a shotgun. It's the same idea. Oh, they're pushing. I'm reading radar. I switch to shotgun. Boom, you're dead. That's it. Oh, they're pushing me. I have an rental with backup plan. Switch to it. Backup plan lets me shoot really fast. I, I kill him really fast. That's not a problem. It's no different than a shotgun exchange of damage and lethality. The issue is cone spread and damage drop off. You start messing with freaking backup plan. Backup plan was an exotic perk in D1 for a reason. I don't agree with that sentimentality. I know, I know, I know Triple Rex has been really pushing that. The backup plan was an exotic perk. 
yeah, it was an exotic perk, but does that mean it's exotic? There were plenty of exotic perks in D1. Would you say they were really exotic? There were some pretty weak exotics in D1, right? I, that's that's not the issue. In this in this in this realm, okay, you can't compare it to D1 because we're way stronger than we used to be in D1. Would you really run the Plan C in D2 in its present state? I don't think you would. How 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 is that really going to help you? Like what? <laughs> what now i guess you might say well in pvp i might in pvp i might but again of all the things you can do in pvp of all the power that you have right now i don't really think we can say that backup plan is still an exotic perk i really don't think so i really don't again i think the issue with fusions is not how fast they can kill you it's no different than a shotgun within range the problem is is it's reaching beyond that range and causing a problem because it's killing you from way farther than it should Again, if you go within the range of a shotgun and you're dying that fast to a backup plan fusion, you can't look at backup plan and be like, that's joke, that's stupid, that's an exotic perk, that's dumb. Okay, well, they would have killed you just the same with a shotgun. Like, it's not, it's not that. It isn't. It's not the speed with which it can shoot. It's how far it can kill you. Johnny Five, uh, Johnny Five. Do you think functionality from third-party apps such as DIM should and will be implemented into the base game? They don't need to, so why waste bandwidth on it? I, you know, I, I would love to have it be a little bit easier to manage vault and move things around, but I, it just, it's not a strong need right now. I don't want, I don't want bandwidth wasted on something like that. Uh, Dildozer, what a name. If Iron Banner has skill-based matchmaking, why should it also have light-level-based matchmaking? Skill-based matchmaking is meant to make matches fair, but how is light-level advantage consistent with any option of fairness? What's Bungie's motivation here? This is a really good observation. <laughs> skill-based matchmaking, gotta make it fair. Well, but that guy's stronger than me. Yeah, well, he lived in a he lived in a lost sector for two weeks, and you didn't, so... Sorry. Yeah, power differential doesn't really jive with that. You're right. A gecko. Do you think Iron Banner is casual friendly still with the artifact? I don't play as much as other players, but I noticed some high skill highlight players in Iron Banner. Do you think that the light level of the artifact should be disabled to make everything somewhat fair for the casuals or hardcore alike? Listen, you could cap its influence, right? I, I, I see where you're coming from, Gecko. You could be like, well, dude, I don't play that often, and the, and the artifact actually kind of helps me out. It pushes me, it pushes me closer to, uh, it pushes me closer to, to the to the nine fifty or the nine whatever, right? You could just cap it and say, listen, if listen, if you're nine, if you're nine hundred or you're eight ninety, going into Iron Banner and getting saucy about the about the power differential is kind of stupid, but. I could see them saying, no, the artifact can help, and there is a power differential, but as long as you get to 950. But again, if they just turn it off, this isn't a problem. If you're more casual, you don't need the artifact. If you're more casual, you don't need the artifact. If they just turn the power differential off, there's no, there, there's, there's, there's no reason to worry about it. Um, you come highly recommended, get assets. Oh, they have... They have um, they have co- they have creator uh, content creator code assets. Um, so I don't I don't I didn't even know they sent assets like that. To me, uh, I can do that, and then can you check with them? 
I'm trying to get my glasses fixed and I want to respond to this now. Uh, I can do that and you can check with them. I can do that uh, ASAP. I got these great glasses from Gamer Advantage and I think the pupil measurement's wrong from the first place that I went. Um, uh, and so they don't they don't look quite right. It's a bummer because the Gamer Advantage glasses are great. I really, really like them, but they're like, I... I um, I put them on and I almost see slightly double. So if you're listening to the audio version, you won't be able to see these. But they they measure your pupils with like this weird like binocular looking thing. So the doctor did my prescription. And as far as I can tell, the prescription on these glasses is right. Everything is clear. If I close one eye, clear. Close the other eye, clear. But then when I use both of my eyes, there's like a very, very slight doubling effect. And I guess that's like the pupil measurement or something. And the eye doctor didn't do that. Like the girl out in like the target like area with the t- with the frames and the glasses, she is the one that did it. And I'm just wondering if she maybe didn't know what she was doing or did it wrong. Or when I basically said, I probably shouldn't have said this, but I kind of had to explain why I needed her to do that, that measurement because I wasn't buying frames and they do that at the end after you pick out your frames, then they do the measurements. Like, well, I'm not picking out frames. I just need the measurement. And I think that might have that might have been a mistake. <laughs> um, Hale 30 What's your thoughts on the current state of Quest for Iron Banner? They've made adjustments. That's good that they made those adjustments. It's great that they decided to say, hey, you know, we're going to remove the rocket launcher requirement because I think that was one of the biggest complaints. So it's cool to see them, you know, addressing that. But we had some people already this morning being like, I don't want to use a bunch of specific weapons. Here's, I actually have a pretty good answer now. I wanted to think about this for a little bit. So here's my answer on the Iron Banner quest. I think the dilemma with making people use particular weapons is it's only a one-week quest. It's one thing if week to week you're like, I don't really want to change my loadout for one or two of the bounties from Shaxx. No big deal. I play week to week. I don't really need those bounties. But when Iron Banner only lasts a week and you got this quest and for that week you're having to spend a significant amount of your time using weapons that you might not like. I don't know. To me, that doesn't seem like that's very inviting. Hey, come play Iron Banner. It only lasts a week. Oh, cool. Uh, But you have to use different weapons if you want to get the quest done. Well, that's not very fun. I only have a couple of hours a night to play. So every time I play, I have to play with stuff I'm either not comfortable with or don't like that much. I I don't think that that's... uh, I don't think that that's helpful. Um, So... It's the glasses, not my eyes. Seems weak, Lono. Just be better. Yeah, I should just try and see better. A double V33. With Iron Banner being practically the only thing that still uses level advantages and the artifact causing a bit of a gap in the power levels between hardcores and the casuals, would be better to remove it? Yeah, we've already talked about that. Sanctified Mind says, I went back to D1 for like a week and got multiple max stat armor pieces from just random drops. Why do you think they are more hesitant to give us max res or high stat armor in D2? Well, I'll tell you why. I don't think that the armor system was completely like landed or grounded yet. These changes that they just recently made, um, these changes that they just recently made, I would say are a sign that they hadn't quite figured it out. And here's the dilemma that if they gave you a, a, a great pathway, like imagine right now you had a great pathway to getting really, really high stat armor and a consistent basis. Okay. 
if they did that and then they land this new system that's like we're going to give you seasonal mod flexibility we're going to give you flexibility on affinity we're going to give you a reason every season to move forward and get new armor you might be like well this is freaking garbage I have all these god roll stat pieces I don't want to get rid of any of these now okay now you know what you're signing up for if you if you start doing and grinding for those 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 god rolls you know what you're signing up for you're like oh well they created a system <coughs> excuse me with the seasonal mods and the affinity changes that the way the way that you're grinding is sort of a it's transient you're not really keeping your armor for forever you know and if that's the case then I would think people would be a little bit more okay with that. So I I think they were cautious here, and I want to applaud their caution. Now they're not really taking anything away from you. They're not like, oh, we got to lower this and its cost, or, or, oh, sorry, we have to lower this and how strong it is. We have to nerf this. We have to take this away. We have to take that away. No, it's, we're increasing your freedom. We're increasing your your reason to go and grind for new armor pieces that wasn't kind of presently there. We're increasing your freedom with respect to when a season starts. You can actually, you know, have a reason to have all of the armor. It's just one of those things where I, I don't think I don't think they had the entire system altogether landed and they knew they were gonna be making changes to it. And because of that, they didn't want to have this system like where they're like, you know what? We overshot here. Yeah, we're going to have to take this away. We're going to have to create this flexibility here, this flexibility there. People are going to be kind of ticked off because they're going to, they spend a bunch of time going for, you know, going for god roll stats and armor. Now you kind of know. If you get a really great stat roll in Season of the Worthy, you there's like a part of you that you hold it loosely, right? You know, apparently you're holding it loosely. It's like, yeah, I know I'm going to get rid of this in probably 4 or 5 months, and that's okay. So I don't know. I appreciate I appreciate how they've handled the armor system. Now keep in mind when I was making my videos during Shadowkeep where I was like the stat rolls on the Garden of Salvation armor, what the frick? Come on. This stuff shouldn't be so low. The armor at the end of the dungeon being like a 48 or a 49, come on. That that's that's silly, right? In, in that realm, I don't necessarily want to go back and disagree with myself. I still think aspirational content should have better stat leans, and that would still work, right? Think about it. You get a bunch of Garden of Salvation armor, good stat leans, it can use the Garden of Salvation mod stuff, and that's sensible, right? If you're going to go back and run Garden for any particular reason, you have good armor that can run those mods. It still is contextually sensible to say that we should be getting better stat leans from endgame content, aspirational content like the dungeon or like garden. I don't disagree with my sentiment, but I still think it's good that they they sort of waited. I would think, and this is my re- this is my final sort of form of the answer to you, I bet you they're going to empower us to chase armor in a better way from this point forward because now there's they've got a, they've got a good logistical system too you're getting armor you're investing in it and then you know eventually four or five months later you'll be probably replacing it for the next season lunatic says how would you feel if iron banner had a few nodes on maps that give different buffs to players damage increase for short duration heal on pickup etc these nodes would appear once this is just a here's my idea thoughts question it's not really a question you're asking if they should turn the game into like a halo or a quake where the old classic arena style shooters had armor pickups and buff pickups i don't think this is destiny this sounds like another game 
Robinson's Hood. Do you think Iron Banner could do with its own unique game mode? Um, Bungie doesn't have a great track record with new game modes. Lockdown, Breakout, Salvage, Rift, uh, just to name a few that didn't go over all that well. They had to tweak a lot of the rules for survival to make it tolerable. Um, I think it's really, really hard to reinvent the arena shooter, and that's one of the reasons they've hit this wall. Like, I don't want to make it sound like Bungie's inept and doesn't know how to make good game modes. Rift was great on paper, and then in practice, it was just a spawn trap. So, like, Rift wasn't a bad game mode. It just, it doesn't work in an arena style. Rift would work in round-based, but not just classic arena style. Maybe I just give them a way, maybe I just gave them an idea on how to bring back Rift. I don't know. Um, But Rift just turned into a spawn trap. So, like, it's not necessarily Bungie's fault. They don't have bad innovative ideas. They're not. It's not like a lack of creativity. It's that th- it's really hard to innovate on the arena shooter. Rift was great, and then it settled into a spawn trap. Everyone knew, yeah, you just push forward. Don't go for the objective. Trap these people in their spawn. They can't freaking get out. Ugh, that's awful. Salvage. The game rules were so dumb that you played you played the game wrong in order to win in Salvage. Breakthrough and Lockdown. As they were described, I read them and was like, these will be terrible game modes, and they generally were not very accepted and loved by the community, and they're kind of gone now. So, I don't know if they want to bite off more than they can chew here and try and do another game mode or something. I would love to see Rift come back with round base. Now, I literally said that and thought to and like, that's just off the cuff, but that might be a good fix for Rift, because you can't really spawn trap if it's round based. I mean, obviously you could get dominance and still, and still, and still spawn trap and then not go for the objective but there could be some sort of a thing that motivates you to not do that they could come up with a an incentive to no you're gonna want to get the ball and slam it you're not gonna want to spawn trap you could also have spawns flip you could have spawns be more random you could have the ball's location be more random to disrupt some of that so that every round you're like you, you can't just keep running to the same spots and spawn trapping yonkinator I love the look of the Iron Banner sets. Would it be a good idea for us to be able to use old Iron Banner armor sets that we earned uh, but are now unobtainable and be able to use them as ornaments? I don't disagree with this idea. I think Bungie's up against a wall here. Personally, they haven't said it, but to me, I think technologically, they can only put so many armor sets in there. And I think maybe what they could do to limit it is use the collections. And right now, when you go to an armor piece... Uh, let's just go to a helmet, okay? And I go down here to ornaments, and I have two rows, which turns into, what is that? Two, four, six, seven. That's 13. So that's 13, all right? I don't know how many more rows they can give us, so let's just leave it at 13. That looks really nice. Nice two rows of ornaments, 13. Now, let's say I hate this one. I'm never going to use this one. I think it's ugly. I could delete it, I still own it, but I delete it. And then I delete, let's say I delete this one and two others. I free up three slots. Then I could go to collections and pull out three different ornaments. I think there's a technological limitation of that menu. We've seen some frame dropping and stuff with the mods as well on the armor. It gets kind of weird. It gets kind of jittery because it's pulling up a bunch of things. So I think with ornaments, they might be running into a similar issue. That may be a solution. Maybe I'm suggesting something that's not a solution at all, and it's more it's more problematic and more convoluted and not easy to develop what I just outlined. But they could do that to where at, at any given time, you can have 13 ornaments unlocked for a helmet because you're kind of switching between them. You don't need more than that anyway. Like, you don't need more than that. And so 
you would go to your collections and be like, yeah, I want the, I just earned all the Iron Banner ones, and I would like to pull those ones out. I just made space for them by deleting some. I like, I like the idea of using old sets for ar- for ornamental. You just got to be really, really careful with things like the Leviathan Raid, as an example, or the Escalation Protocol armor. I don't want to turn old armor into a get it and you're done. Oh yeah, just get it and you're done. Get it. And then you're done. You don't have to play anymore. You you have the ornament for the armor. I do, I'm, I'm nervous about that. I'm like, that really undercuts the grind for that activity. But for some things, like in this case, Iron Banner, it kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, let them get, get the ornament. You could do that with the Vanguard. You could do that with the Crucible. There's old armor sets. Just turn them into ornaments that we can earn throughout a season. And then if you like that old style look, you've got it as an ornament. I thought it was free. Do you agree that the power level matters thing is only makes Iron Banner good and unique, making power level matter and the single best protection against cheaters? No, it's not. Not necessarily. I hear where you're coming from, but I, I don't think... I think there are better ways to deal with cheaters than this, first off, so that's not a strong argument in its favor. I think they should do a whole lot more to handle cheaters than like, well, we turned on power advantage. (laughs) Yeah, and your game's free, and on the same token, there's two sides of that coin. Cheaters are coming in with free-to-play, and so are honest-to-goodness players that just want to try out this thing called Iron Banner, and you're making it really unwelcoming and tough on them, because you have power differentials on. Really think about that. I didn't even put that in my dadgum video, and I wish I would have. It's a free-to-play game. And if someone's like, oh, my buddy was telling me about this game, and he says that he's playing this thing called Iron Banner, I'm going to hop in and play with him. Oh, no, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. Now, Trials is a different animal. Trials, to me, is kind of like a raid. You don't jump in and play a raid day one, right? Iron Banner's Pinnacle Rewards. Oh, go on. You could have that be behind a power wall. I thought it was free. You could have the pinnacle rewards not dropping. Same way right now where you can go and run strikes and do other things and there's no milestone until you hit 900 and then you hit 900 and there's a milestone. You can do the same thing with pinnacles. You don't see the pinnacles. Pinnacles can't drop until you hit a certain power level. The same thing could happen. It's a free activity that happens once a month and it's super unwelcoming to new players. I don't know if that's the best recipe. I think you as a more dedicated player wouldn't mind if we turned off power level advantage and you let other people come in that were new players why that's more people playing you like don't act like you wouldn't want some more noobs in there some more new light players to have maybe less sweaty matches you make a little bit it's so sweaty the connection times suck well there's a big portion of the community that has no interest in going in and playing because you want your stupid power differential turn that off make it a little bit more accessible and implement the other changes we talked about have a gun dropping have a leveling thing with saladin make it more interesting for the hardcore player to grind and get drops fresh faces to shoot come on man come on you you're cutting off your nose despite your face I don't think the power differential is achieving greatness. I really, I really, really don't. I think it's, I think it is achieving, it is achieving uh, a barrier and a wall and ultimately not giving you value. Like, man, I'm so glad I'm 980 because every once in a while I see a 940 player or a 920 player and I wipe the floor with them. Yeah, and then they probably don't come back. (laughs) Dancing Viru. 
I feel narratively disconnected from Iron Banner. So many groups of Guardians contributed to humanity and the Iron Lords and the only ones who get celebrated that frequently even without exhausting Bungie's bandwidth. Would it be more interesting if we had one set of Iron Banner per year with different ornaments each season reflecting the seasonal theme? This is not a terrible idea. I don't get down into this specifics. You're getting at the spirit of what I talked about, though. Giving people the reason to log in and giving them a sense of progress. This gets at that. I think this gets at that issue. The Dangler. Do you think adding a solo queue would help like they did with Ranked? Oh, oh, oh. Um, 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 like a Lone Wolf playlist. I don't think so. It's only a week long. Splitting up the player base, probably not a good idea. I, I just make it more accessible. Turn off the power differential, I think, would be the first and easiest step to fill, fill Iron Banner with more players. Do you believe there's a chance Bungie would ever bring back Destiny 1 armor from Iron Banner, even if it's just an ornament? I could see them doing it. I really do. I mean, it, it would be nostalgic. It'd be cool. It'd be, it'd be something to celebrate. Um, you know, what if they brought back Wrath ornaments for the Escalation Protocol armor? I kind of wouldn't want them to do that, though, because that's Wrath and that's Age of Triumph, but I could see them do it with Iron Banner. Dylan replied on Reddit that they were in talks for a freelance Iron Banner. You can only get away with the freelance Iron Banner if the player list is bigger. There aren't enough players right now. Four to 500,000 players a day, as opposed to its peak during like Shadowkeep of a million. When your player base drops that dramatically, I don't think you can run a freelance. I think, it's gonna, I think it would be bad. I... I you're going to have even worse connections as it's being said in chat by Hungry. I, I don't think that if they have a really, really healthy player base and they fixed some of these issues we've been talking about the Crucible and the player base bounces back and lots more people are playing, then yeah, you could entertain the idea of a freelance Iron Banner. The freelance comp didn't get a lot of criticism during the... People really celebrated it during Shadowkeep. And then we get into Season of Dawn and now the player base numbers have dropped and I don't know if it's being that celebrated anymore because it's 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 probably starving for players. The Big Chill. Do you think events like Menagerie and Sundial are a great way to get people excited about the DLC and do you think we will have a similar event? I think we'll have a similar event next time, yes. And I do think people like it. I want to loop back to the freelance playlist thing as well. I don't think freelance Iron Banner would be that big of a deal if your freaking Crucible screen didn't look like this. Look at this dadgum screen, dude. Look at how many game modes there are to choose from. It's absurd. Like, if you wanted to have iron two hoppers down here for Iron Banner, a freelance and a non-freelance, a solo queue and a non-solo queue, dude, you gotta remove half these nodes. There's too many nodes. You're splitting up the player base. It's absurd. So you got survival, and you got survival freelance. That's fine. Leave that. Wait, what do we have here? Elimination? You could probably combine these two right here and just call it comp again or whatever and then have your freelance version. Up here we have showdown. What? what why? Why is that here? What, what? Clash? Okay. Control? Okay. Rumble? So, rumble could always be here. We don't need clash and control at the same time. Uh, <laughs> and you don't need elimination and survival at the same time, I don't think. Maybe rotate them. I don't know. This is too many hoppers. It's too many. Private match. Iron banner. Classic mix is also in here. I just, I, it's, it's so many. It's so many. It's absurd. Like the only way you're gonna get away with a freelance Iron Banner, like a solo play Iron Banner and a normal Iron Banner, dude, you gotta shrink this down to like five hoppers instead of how many do we have right now? So you got three, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. You would, you'd have ten. If you split Iron Banner into two, you'd have ten. That's way, way too many. 
they they overshot listen i don't think that that crucible menu is 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 it, i don't think it functions poorly when you have a million players a day playing crucible when you have 450,000 or 370,000 like at its lowest point this season it's been down in the 300,000s dude that's 300,000 people over the course of a 24 hour period which means your concurrent player base is significantly smaller which means your concurrent player base is getting split up into nine hoppers like that you can't do that they've got they have got to shrink that people uh, don't people like choice if they chop it too much people won't like it if your matchmaking times go a lot faster and your quality of games go up, I think people would probably be okay with it. I, <laughs> I saw what you said, Sweat. TX Blue. Do you think it's okay for Iron Banner to recycle gear just because it's a free event? In D1, Iron Banner was free, but we got new gear. Yeah, and you were also getting way less content in D1 in between deliverables. You're getting way more loot and way more content in between instead of big droughts. So I hear your point, TX Blue, but you also were getting, you weren't getting a whole new season pass, a whole new armor set, a whole new, a whole, a whole new ornamental armor set, a whole new loot pool, a whole new activity. You weren't getting that every three months either back then it really is coming down to the fact that they're trying to deliver content every three months for ten dollars and prioritizing that over the free stuff is probably the right decision i'm still taking up for you as an iron banner or crucible player and saying bungie could you do one new armor set a season you're putting a lot of stuff in the eververse could you do three guns three three come on you can do three you're gonna do three guns you can have one new gun every iron banner like i'm not asking for much i'm trying to be reasonable because it is a free event and they are trying to probably as 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 as, as i'm looking at it and just kind of analyzing the scope of what they did gave us and worked on they do seem to be primarily focusing on what the seasonal content is because that's what you're paying for so they focus on saint sundial obelisks and that loot pool is where the focus was they keep focusing on eververse they really seem to focus way more on everything else a lot of the stuff in eververse seems like they literally pulled it from like like canceled ideas like, like what's all this amelon stuff amelon stuff so ugly this season it seems like they e- they even seem to be stretched maybe a little thin in eververse so like pull that stuff out of that arms day stuff that we didn't end up doing like where they've already have the assets built just sell them Johnny Cat, off topic. What's your favorite and least favorite thing about Destiny Community? Love your work. My favorite thing about the Destiny Community is their tenacious commitment to seeing the game improve. We, we, we can't help ourselves. I was so encouraged my last two videos that I talked about the Crucible. I didn't get any gatekeeping in the comments. I didn't get people being mean and rude and nasty. They were, a lot of times they were saying that doesn't need address Lono here's a better way to address it they were they were actually being critical and dis- they were disagreeing with me but then they were like handheld supernova is not really the issue Lono this is the real issue they weren't being mean like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about he's a freaking idiot this is the problem like I was like oh that's pretty encouraging my least favorite thing I, I'm not answering that part. I, that's just gonna that's just gonna turn into a clip snipe subtweet thing where he must be talking about blankety blank, uh, McJawa. Do you think there will be a darkness subclass where players can choose to fight for light or dark? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, that that to me, I don't I don't I don't know if they're ever gonna go this route. Possible? Yes. In D two, I think it's unlikely. I would say yes, it's possible. I think it's unlikely in Destiny 2. 
Least favorite thing is Reddit. Listen, I'm really hard on Reddit, okay? I'm really hard on Reddit, but Reddit has value, okay? Even when people make absurd posts and complain about things and it gets lots of upvotes, it's kind of like, that's never going to happen. I think really good things can come from Reddit as well. You have to take the good with the bad, you know? we're we're really hard on them but I think Reddit really comes together with good ideas sometimes and good input and and feedback and I don't know I am hard on Reddit I'm critical of Reddit but you have to you have to see that they've had some really good ideas it is a great place to curate and get lots of feedback and that's actually beneficial to, to Bungie even if sometimes you go there and you're like okay there's literally 10 posts today that are just whiny you know Bungie please posts asking for something that they're never going to put in Destiny okay that's fine take the good with the bad take the good with the bad I think the Bungie forums are probably arguably worse. Like, the Bungie forums aren't even policed that well. They're not. They Whoever whoever moderates the Bungie forums, I'm sorry to say this, they do a piss-poor job. A, an absolutely a terrible job. There are literally people that will put up posts insulting me, saying I'm terrible, and saying that Bungie should cut ties with me, and that I'm toxic and horrible, and then they, they, they don't even delete them. They just let them sit there. It's like, why are you letting people post stuff like that? I don't care. But my mods see it and other members of the community see it and they're like, hey, Lona, did you see this post? And Bungie just leaves it there. Do your freaking job and delete that garbage. E- like, the EA help forums had the same thing going on. There were these guys spewing hate about me because of Anthem and they were going in and deleting the posts. All I had to do was report the posts. And that's the other thing they're not doing their job on the on the Destiny forums. Whoever's in charge of the Destiny forums, let me rant a little bit about the Bungie forums. We literally reported a bunch of the posts. Me and my mods and members of this community reported the post as like, this is just toxic. This is just somebody like spewing hate against somebody that they don't like. This isn't a discussion. And and it's still there. The posts that were that were reported by numerous people in this community, myself included, and they're still there. So truth, true, true. I'm just being honest. Whoever's in charge of moderating the Bungie forums is doing a terrible job, and they should do a better job or just shut the whole dadgum thing down. There's no reason to have such terrible quality control over something that's that's literally you're getting reports about. Like, <laughs> you're getting reports of people like posting nasty stuff, and you're just letting it sit there, like. It's a joke. It's unacceptable. Reddit should not be beating you in moderation. It, you're, you're, you're a company that has your own forum. Manage it better. Do you think that there will be a darkness subclass? Already answered this. Realms. Do you think that instead of making new armor, how about the uh, just new ornaments for unlocking every season? That's another way. That's another way of doing it. That's another way that that that, uh, that that you could do it. Either way, you're achieving the same goal, right, homie? Like we just want new armor every season. Ornament is achieving the same goal. I like where your head's at, though. Actually, let me let, let me let me say why your idea is better. Because you don't have to completely upset your armor build. The odds of you getting like a really good, really really good stat roll and if all oh, that's probably why they did it. That makes sense. If you're gonna put on Iron Banner armor. It needs to have pretty good stats. There's not enough time to get a bunch of drops. That makes sense. I would say ornament solves this problem, though. So. They might just not want to deal with childish grown adults. Listen, if you're going to have a forum moderated, if you're going to have a way to report forum posts, right? 
if 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 you if you're gonna have a way to report forum posts and multiple multiple people are reporting a post that is toxic and nasty and somebody apparently went and saw it and just decided no nah, we're gonna leave it give me a freaking break you're either not checking or you're like oh well let it slide which that's really suspect why are you letting forum posts slide that are insulting a streamer that's kind of weird like take the post down it's not hard ban the douchebag doing it it's not hard. Their accounts make you shouldn't have to have your account linked to your actual account. If you're gonna post on the Bungie forums, right? Don't you have to have an account linked to your actual Destiny account? Ban them. Why are you even letting them post? They're just trolls. It's stupid. Like moderate it. It isn't hard. Abyssal Titan, coming from a game like WoW, do you think hardcore players keep a game alive and should be a priority of the casual players? Well, I mean, you you can't like you can't ignore hardcore players, but you certainly you can't ignore them, but you certainly can't placate everything to them. If you do everything for the hardcore players, you're going to starve the majority. If you do nothing for the hardcore players, that doesn't work either. It's got to be a happy medium. Destiny 2 is the extreme. It wasn't really built at all for hardcore players, and then when you go too far in the other direction, it's like it's like, well, then nobody else is going to be able to play or enjoy themselves. you got to find a happy medium. Um, Lono did something to the person who works at the Bungie Forum, obviously. I don't think so. And as Mel said, like, defamation is illegal, right? Yeah, like, sp- spreading spreading falsehood about people, which is what the one guy does. He literally spreads lies about me. It's like, I'm a public figure, and it's in a business, and this is actually something that I could sue you for? Like, you're not allowed to do that. Like, there was recently litigation about that. There was a celebrity that won because there were text messages that were seen as defamatory and damaging. It's like, you can't just hurt people's reputation and career because you don't like them. You're not allowed to do that. Like, that's not free speech. That's actionable. Like, you can be sued for that. Like, you can't just do that. You can't just, like, make up stories and they say things that are defamatory about something. Like, there really, there, there recently was a court case about this. And the, and the celebrity won. They decided, yeah, these are defamatory. You can't you can't do this to a person. I know it's hard to prove, sure, Eugene, but still. Why it doesn't matter. Just delete the post <laughs> just delete the posts. Why are you even leaving them up? It's absurd. Funk the Buddha. The Iron Banner Clever Dragon Grind in D1 was one of my favorite memories. Why has such an experience been seemingly lacking in D2 Iron Banner? Lack of game breaking roles and the guns. I don't know if it's a lack of game breaking. They, they moved away from the end of game reward system, and I think that needs to come back. I don't know if there's like a oh there were broken roles. I don't even know if that's the issue. If the gun is cool and can get good roles, people will go for it. Look at the look at the sundial, right? You know, slander is the term. It gets funny because, like, if it's written, it's not technically slander. It's, like, libel or something. I don't know. I don't even care. I just... My point in bringing it up was it doesn't bother me at all, but you have people that like Bungie and like Destiny and go to their forums, and when you let that kind of crap just sit there, that... (laughs) What are you doing? Moderate your forums. It's that simple. It doesn't bother me. You're not going to hurt me. Like, (laughs) my business has never been even remotely harmed or, or, or 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 damaged by these morons but again it's your forums moderate them like what user is going to want to come and you know and see that kind of crap like what is this who's running this site is this site run by a triple a company or is it some backwoods forum like what is this
Like, manage your site. Uh, Wishbone. Iron Banner uh, needs to add more game modes other than control. As a hardcore PvP player, it's stale. What are your thoughts? I, we already had a question about game modes. I, I think you're going to have to keep it basic again because it's only a week long. I am Skolas. Do you think going back to D1 Rise of Iron System could help reinvigorate Iron Banner? That was what my entire video was kind of about. Yes, I do think that. Clickfire. What would you do to create more of a hardline difference between casual and competitive PvP? That's what Trials of Osiris is perfect for. You need to go flawless. It's not easy. It's not match made. You gotta have a team. It's only on the weekends. Um, I think Trials was such a good iteration on the idea of having competitive pvp so enzian could bungie make the iron banner armor have either no affinity or have two or three affinity or rotate them i i really do think we just kind of came to the conclusion a little bit ago that really ornaments are the best because it's like i you don't need me to disrupt my entire armor set from a, from a week-long event you know just just let me use ornaments i think the ornamental system would be perfect Frozo. Hi, Mr. Lono. Do you think Bungie will let us put armor ornaments into armor 2.0? That would be awesome. I mean, that's that, that's already... A, a, I don't understand your question. Armor ornaments into armor 2.0? Do you mean old armor ornaments? We, I don't know. I would like to see them bring some of that stuff forward if that's what you're asking about. Attitude Adjuster. Do you think they should take out Iron Banner next season since we will have trials and overhaul the armor in guns? Do you need to take it out to develop one armor set and a couple of guns? I don't think so, homie. I don't think so. I say keep it and do what we've said today. A couple of adjustments and a couple of quality of life, you know, improvements, and it would be fine. Wishbone. What are your thoughts on a bungee collab with other companies for new weapon types or ornament weapons and armor for your current weapon loot, like Master Chief armor from Halo? No, we don't. This is no. It, this isn't Fortnite. We don't need that. Devon. Do, or Devon maybe do you think that the artifacts involvement in the power level PvP game mode is a good idea we've talked about this multiple times before it, it, it doesn't make sense to live in a lost sector and get a power benefit in PvP CM uh, belt do you think Saladin should offer an ingram of old iron banner sets Valerie set could offer nightfall material I yeah the nightfall material I have a whole video on that there needs to be an earn rate in crucible it needs to be reasonable and not undercut the nightfall earn rate so both sides of the game have some semblance of an earn rate for the night for the you know the shards and prisms but as far as the old stuff in the iron banner I, I think they could maybe just do the ornamental thing or something like a leveling thing you level them up and you could unlock them Parasito. In light of the PvP rewards talk the other day regarding prisms and shards, should Iron Banner really be considering light level? It's pushing players into PvE for pinnacle opportunities that PvP doesn't have. Okay, I see your logic. I'm thinking about it. And I don't know if that's actually the right structure. I think we gain more, Parasito. I think there's more of a harmony by saying Crucible has an earn rate that's reasonable you can earn them a little bit faster or maybe quite a bit faster in nightfalls because that's kind of where they where they are you earn you earn them in crucible and then iron banner just shut off the power level differential so more people can play and make iron banner more about like the grind and saladin and getting gear and not about like a power i just i don't think the power differential differential is defensible enough to keep around i see how you're trying to defend it and say oh but it drives people into pve does it though for the resources needed to level up their armor if you're really wanting to raise your artifact power for iron banner you're living in a lost sector and grabbing bounties 
that's not really a a nightfall grind you see what i'm saying paris like i see where you're going i don't think that's actually connected because of the actual means of leveling the artifact doesn't really require you to do any of that for the currency vork if this has already been asked, sorry, would increasing the generosity of masterwork currency fix the issues people have with leaving armor behind? Maybe add golf balls to more stuff than nightfalls. You don't want to undercut nightfalls. Nightfalls don't have a whole lot going for them right now, especially now most people have the, you know, the unique drops. A lot of the unique, some of the unique drops are static roll still. Um, I don't want to drive into PVE. I'm assuming the differential stays. If the differential stays, Parasito, I, I just, again, I grow concerned about that getting worse and worse every season. Every season, you're going to have people coming back that are either playing more casually or new light players that don't grind an artifact and live in a lost sector, and then they're going up against people that have more power than them. I, I just, I don't know. In, in I can see having it in trials, but not in a free monthly event called Iron Banner. Free to play is just changing things, I think, more than before and artifact having limitless power is also changing things that wasn't a situation in d1 when you had a power differential argana nebula a bit off topic when destiny 3 rolls around you think bungie could save space in the game development by not making white green blue weapons at all I don't think that we even need to consider this because we don't know how they would even build the next game or what engine they would build it in. Plenty of games have massive loot systems and they get away with it because of the engine that they use and dedicated servers. Spectre 17. Sorry this was already asked, but I would like to see if maybe D1 armor sets return. We've already had a legacy set question. I could get behind it. Dan Papa. Do you think Bungie should limit the regions of play in order to improve PvP? Playing people in Asia and EU sucks. Well, they probably don't have much of a choice, homie, because the the Crucible side has gone down so much in size. I'm sorry that it's like that. I don't think you should be playing people outside of your region, but they probably don't have much of a choice. BWG Storm. Do you think it would be better to have the quest like they currently do, or do you think drops from game from IR, uh, Rise of Iron would be better? I argue that the Rise of Iron Era, Rise of Iron Era was the best. Uh, remorse. Do you think people looking back with Rose Tinted at D1 hinders the experience that they have or how that they view D2 is detrimental to the game? Um, I think sometimes this is true. Um, I think sometimes this is true. There is definitely a feeling of like it hurts their current experience by imagining a different version of D1. In this instance, I tried not to do that. I, I tried not to do this like it was so much better back then, blah, 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 blah. I try to say, these are reasons that Iron Banner was really celebrated back then. This could really influence the current version of Iron Banner. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I tried to pull things that are tangible, things that are, um, instead of just being generic, it was so much better back then. Like, no, this is why it was more enjoyable. You got the medallions if you lost. Losing wasn't that big of a deal because stuff was dropping at the end of every game. The drop rate was stupid generous. You could literally see other people getting the gun. That kind of that kind of pricks you a little bit and pokes you. And it's like, oh, hey, you, this guy got one and you didn't. And it kind of makes you want to stay in there. There were a lot of, I think, I think I pointed to actual reasons why that D1 Iron Banner at the end was better and they could pull some of those things forward. People generically talk about D1. Oh, it was so much better back then. But then when you get into specific it's like no it wasn't like <laughs> taken king 
was roughly the size of what Forsaken, and then you didn't get anything for like another year. Like, do you it, like do you really think that was better than Shadowkeep and then a trickle of seasons? Like, do you honestly think that was better? Because the community certainly didn't act like it was better. They complained a lot and they stopped playing. Like, I, how is that a how is that a better era of the game? But again, that's not that. When as soon as you get into the specifics of D1 from back then, it's hard to make the argument that certain pieces of it were better. In the realm of Iron Banner, in the realm of raid philosophy design, I get into specifics. The specifics of why Wrath of the Machine is still the best raid to date. I get into the specifics of why Iron Banner at the end was better. And when you get into specifics, I think you can benefit from that. It's like, you guys did some really good things back then. Do that again. <laughs> Do that again. Gamer Giant. The ornamental swords leading to Saint-14 looking suspiciously like D1 exotic swords. Do you think that there's a connection? It's possible that could be a ritual weapon or an exotic weapon next season since they're making a sword update. Commander Tyke, can you see them doing a new element in D3 that gives a debuff to enemies like Cryo and Borderlands 3? The only room for another element is Decay. In the lore of Destiny, there are four elements that hold the universe together. There's Void and Solar. I'm sorry, there's Void and Arc, and then there's the stronger nuclear power of Solar and the weaker nuclear power of Decay. I don't know if they're ever going to do that. That's kind of like a darkness like damage over time thing, the thorn kind of does that, but the thorn isn't decay. It's like poison darkness thing. It's not decay though. What do they even call it? I, I actually don't even know if in the lore they could like try to retcon that and claim that the thorn is using decay. It uses, um, where is it? Mark of the Devourer. Rounds pierce targets and deal damage over time. I we'd have to look at the lore behind it I don't think I don't think that's decay I don't think they even use that word when they talk about the thorn I think it's corruption or darkness and so that's not the same as decay Paris would changing iron banner armor to ornaments remove the grind good armor drops is a decent incentive to play I agree with that converting old iron banner armor to ornaments also invalidates past grind and forces player into rhythmic urgency. Dadgummit. You're right. Um, let me think about this. It's only a week long. It's only a week long. Yeah, and you would get them pretty fast, and then you'd be done. Frick. Um, yeah, that would be a bit of a dilemma. You'd probably have to do more than one weapon per iron banner, because you're right. You'd basically get the ornaments and be done. Frick. Um... Well, you know, you could you could decide to do something else with it, like old ornament sets maybe that you have to really, really level up or something. Do I ever play? No, I'm 239 on my seasonal rank, and I have plus 21 power bonus on my artifact, and my triumph for the season 9 event, the Restoration Foundation, uh, I'm a 97,000 resonance on my Tower Obelisk, but I don't ever play. Um... So, yeah, the danger here is you're right. It would trivialize the grind or just remove the grind entirely. To me, I I like the idea of doing ornamental because it's only a week long. Maybe you'd have the actual armor dropping with good sets, and maybe you would need that set to try to get some of the old ornaments or something. Thorn's a weapon of sorrow. Yeah, it's a weapon of sorrow. It's corruption. It's darkness. It's not. It's it's not decay. It has no relation to the nuclear power of solar. Um, I don't think so. 
that I don't think that adds up. So, yeah, yeah, this is a good pushback, Paris. I don't know. I think there's a happy medium in here somewhere where the grind for armor is present, but also unlocking, um, unlocking the, uh, unlocking ornaments could be cool. So, decay probably equals atrophy. Right, the act of decay, like, things decay over time, and you could, if you could harness that power in a gun, you could create decay on a body, right? You could hurt their armor, you could hurt their, their flesh with decay. It would eat away at them. It'd be the, it'd be, it's, it's not solar, it's not a burning, it's a, it's a, it's a dissolving, it's different. In any case, or as you're saying, atrophy. In any case, with Iron Banner and the armor grind and the solar, the, I just think they could rethink some of this and they could rethink like why you log in each iron banner ornaments could play a part but you know Paris is right the armor grind is one of the main reasons people were playing that's exactly what Lumi was saying the other night why are you playing iron banner Lumi Ugh. and he was like trying to get that armor man so it's definitely an element of it Alright, I'm going to keep streaming. I'm going to keep streaming and playing. Uh, we might jump in, and while I'm eating my lunch, I'll do some more investing. I'm investing and not donating. Um, and I'll tell you why I'm doing that in a minute if you're curious. Uh, if you've enjoyed this segment, it's like an interactive podcast, like an interactive radio show. Click the follow button, turn on notifications. That is a free way to support me. You can also follow me on Twitter. If you're listening in the other locations, this little outro is for you. As always, you can uh, listen to me on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube. Please like, share, and subscribe.